What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. Omron, it is Tuesday once again, which means it's time to talk through our must-add waiver wire targets for week 15 of the fantasy football season. Playoffs are underway, and it is time to get our teams together for the big dance. Now, as always, if you enjoy, make sure down below, subscribe, leave a like. We will have 10 players all under 50% owned on ESPN. Let's go. Now, I got to be honest, this is going to come out a little bit later in the day. We got held up in the morning because playoffs are happening right now. I have some sleeper leagues that are tournaments for Dynasty Redraft. Ended up taking some time to kind of get those leaderboards figured out in terms of just like what the playoff structure is, sort of rounding up all the playoff teams. It's a lot of accounting that goes on with those leagues. Regardless, though, we still have the waiver wire targets to get into today. A little bit late, but you guys probably put them in around nighttime anyway. So with that being said, our first must-add waiver wire target is Ty Chandler. He is the man of the hour. Um, I will, by the way, say that this waiver wire week for a playoff week actually isn't terrible. Like There are some players that you definitely want to go after, Ty Chandler being one of them, where if we look, we had a Ty Chandler injury. This is from 4 for 4. Shout out Jeff Mueller, I believe. Um, he does these blurbs for them on their uh, – I think, I think the article is called The Training Room, but it's really good. It goes through what the injury is, how long they should be out. Alexander Madison, right ankle sprain. He said via video it appears that he may have suffered a right high ankle sprain, in which case – would, could cost him several weeks. The best case scenario is that it is a mild case that he could play through in the next few weeks, but he is likely out in week 15. If he misses time, anticipate the Vikings leaning on Ty Chandler. So pretty much high ankle sprain. We're assuming one to three weeks, somewhere in that area, which is pretty much, you know, the entirety of the fantasy playoffs, which is huge. On top of that, Ty Chandler after the Alexander Madison injury, uh, shout out Dave Richard for this tweet. But you had Ty Chandler, 83% of the snaps, 10 of the 13 uh, third down and distance snaps. He's pretty much the workhorse back when Alexander Madison misses time. And what should be like a, a decent offense. I know it wasn't great this week versus the Raiders, but Kevin O'Connell usually has these guys humming. Nick Mullins is actually kind of exciting. So is Josh Jobs, but Mullins is going to be playing this week. So a little bit of a change of scenery here uh, in terms of their new quarterback. And if Ty Chandler's in the mix, he should be pretty much a plug-and-play RB2 for any game that Alexander Madison misses. Now, this one is a little bit less of a, you know, a handcuff filling in for an injured running back. We have Deontay Foreman, who comes out here. Uh, I believe that he got hurt. Then they go on by, and then he comes back. I'm not quite sure what the timeline is, but I believe that that's, that's what it was. I think that he played, got hurt, bye week, came back this week. Uh, but regardless, Deontay Foreman, sort of out of nowhere... Uh, became the lead back this week. Or not became, I mean, he was. We just figured because he was hurt, he kind of lost that mantle. Uh, that is not the case at all. He comes out here with 11 carries, 50 yards. That's about fine. And he gets two catches for 22 yards. So nothing too crazy, but he did have 13 touches. And he had 56% of the snaps. He led the entire backfield. This is from the utilization report over on My Fantasy Life. And you can see snaps, special time share, like pretty much everything besides the long down and distance snaps and the two-minute drill snaps. He's not going to be your pass catcher, but he is going to be sort of your Gus Edwards light in this offense with Justin Fields at quarterback. It's just the ceiling is kind of low here. Like he's not going to be the same plug and play free space guy as a Ty Chandler, but Deontay Foreman is going to be in like the RB 30-ish range in a given week, just in terms of like putting him in your lineup. So in like hero RB builds, he, you could do a lot worse than having him 
at RB2. Now, another one of these handcuffs you're kind of hoping for, or not hoping for, but you get what I'm saying. You're kind of pulling um, for another running back to miss time. It's going to be Zamir White. Uh, he's like a size-speed guy out of Georgia. Honestly, nothing all that special about Zamir White besides the potential opportunity he could get from Josh Jacobs. This is from Dr. Jesse Morris here, saying Josh Jacobs suffered a right knee hyperextension. No major concerns could play Week 15, but... The catch is that they play a Thursday night football, the Raiders. So that's a tough turnaround time for Josh Jacobs. It seems like it's not a super, uh, you know, not devastating injury, but it's not a super big injury. It's not like a very concerning injury, but because it's such a close turnaround time, you know, the season's kind of lost for the Raiders. I think Josh Jacobs is also playing on a very short-term deal here. Maybe he doesn't, like, you know, risk it all to suit up here, but if he does miss this game. Zamir White is pretty much a free space RB2, but again, you're kind of taking a gamble that Jacobs misses any time here. So it's not really like, it's not a given that you can put Zamir White in your lineup. You're kind of rolling the dice here because you have to make these decisions on Tuesday night. Now, another one of these scenarios is going to be with your KC running backs. We talked about them yesterday. We talked about them on uh, Saturday. They have been the men of the hour, Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Now, I've changed my tune a little bit here. I'm going to say if I had to prefer one of them, it would be Clyde Edwards-Alaire for me. And this is why. He had 15 opportunities to Jarek McKinnon, seven. Now, we like Jarek McKinnon because he gets red zone touches and he gets receiving work. Well, the receiving work was split where McKinnon had three targets to Clyde Edwards-Alaire's four targets. Now, of course, McKinnon ran more routes, but... They both ran a sizable amount of routes, which is good for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Of course, McKinnon got the uh, touchdown rush, but it seems like it really could have been either of them. So to me, I would prefer Clyde Edwards-Alaire moving forward, but you really just need to keep an eye on what's going on with Pacheco. I think it's just good to have one of these guys stashed no matter sort of where your team is at because you can either play them or Pacheco. He had a shoulder surgery heading into the year. This is that same shoulder. They have playoff hopes that they're playing for. They have championship hopes they're playing for. Not that he would get deactivated or anything, but they, they might sit him short-term to preserve him for the playoffs. Like That's absolutely in the range of outcomes that they're just like, okay, let's stop you know, re-injuring this guy. Like there, there's, just, there's outs here for one of these guys to maybe, you know, maybe Pacheco returns this week, but then week 15, uh, but then week 16, week 17, these KC running backs uh, can go into the starting lineup. So just guys you should stash, guys with upside to play as soon as this week for you, uh, all of that good stuff. Now, our next must-add waiver wire target is Chase Brown. Now, Chase Brown came onto the scene, absolutely went crazy, gives me some Keaton Mitchell, some Devin Achan vibes, and he looks great. Now, he actually looks like one of these Chiefs running backs. He looks like Jarek McKinnon uh, in a good way. Of course, Jarek McKinnon isn't, you know, he's not a Hall of Fame running back or anything. But for a guy like Chase Brown, Illinois running back, uh, day three draft pick, Jarek McKinnon is a, is a great, uh, you know, ceiling outcome for your career here. But, you know, 5'9", compact, 209 pounds. Jared McKinnon is actually crazy. The fact that he could do 32 reps of 225 at 209 pounds is crazy. Chase Brown with 25 is also solid. Not that bench press really matters for running backs, but I just think it's a it's a funny comp. Uh, but four four speed again, compact, 40 inch vertical, explosive, and that showed up on the field, which is always a good thing. Where Chase Brown now holds the second fastest clocked ball carrier speed at 22.05 miles per hour. All really good stuff. Now in terms of his role, this is from the. Uh, fantasy life utilization report here and you can see chase brown goes from 15 percent of the snaps in week 13 to 30 percent of the snaps in week 14 now the question is really when when does it cap out 
right? Where Joe Mixon, I mean, is Joe Mixon ever going to drop under 50% of the snaps? Is he ever even going to drop under 60%? We don't know. So it's kind of just upside here. He's, he's a handcuff where if Mixon ever went down, Chase Brown would be a league winner, but he could also carve himself out some sort of like an A-chan, Kean Mitchell, you know, somewhere on that spectrum of like small guy, 10 to 12 touches. Ty J Spears also on that spectrum as well. But just guys that should be added, speculative ads. He had uh, 8 for 25 on the ground. He had three catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown through the air. He had like 20 points on 11 touches in this game. Now, after that, we have a sneaky one. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be on waivers. He it's He's like right on the fringe of 50% roster. Uh, we have Antonio Gibson, and we have like no, we have no info at all on Brian Robinson. All we really have right now is is Rivera saying he's expected to practice. I searched far and wide when I made this outline, trying to see you know what's going on with Brian Robinson. I couldn't find a damn thing to be honest with you. So hamstring injuries usually linger. Uh, they're usually not great for any of these skill position players. They linger. We saw we've seen it with Aaron Jones all year. Uh, we've seen it with Christian Watson all year. It's, again, one of these gambles. I can't say for pure certainty whether or not Brian Robinson plays, but if he doesn't play, Antonio Gibson with just his explosiveness, what he can do between the tackles, what he can do in the passing game, it's just like an all-purpose three-down running back in this Eric Bieniemy offense that has been so good in terms of just queuing up Brian Robinson Jr., Gibson would have like RB1 upside down the stretch here if Brian Robinson did miss any time. So something to definitely monitor. And if he's hanging out on waivers, I don't think that he's someone that people are going to be really sprinting to waivers to go get, but he is somebody you should scoop. Now, moving on from the running backs, we have a few wide receivers I wanted to touch on. Odo Beckham, he's another one of these guys, like very much on the fringe of 50% owned, but still someone I wanted to talk about. We touched on him yesterday, but he's just having a resurgence here where over the last three weeks, he has hit 80 plus receiving grade in all three. The first time he's done it this entire season, but he's strung three in a row, which is absolutely massive. On top of that, these last, what, five weeks, weeks nine through 14, has been absolutely amazing. He's only running like, you know, 60% of the routes here. That's what he ran last week, 57%. But the targets per out run has been amazing. He's been at 28% or better target per out run in four of those five games. On top of that, he's been a top 24 wide receiver in points per game since week nine with 13.5 points per game. That's all really good. Feels like there's some meat on the bone as well if he gets the wrap percentage up to, you know, 80% plus. There's a lot to like here. He's having a bit of a resurgence as well if you look on PFF. This is his first season over two yards per out run since 2018, man. Uh, so absolutely crazy. OBJ, someone if he's hanging out there on waivers, which I imagine some people really dropped him. Uh, you know, I think I've dropped him in high stakes leagues that are like 20 rounds deep, uh, or I've seen people drop him on those teams. So, uh, he could certainly be available. Next up, we have Zay Jones. Uh, someone we've been talking about early on in the season, but I kind of gave up on him. But the Christian Kirk injury uh, sort of opened up, you know, creaked open the door for him to come in here and have a meaningful fantasy season. I was going to mention him last week, but because of the Trevor Lawrence uncertainty, I was like, why do we want the, you know, third pass catcher attached to C.J. Beathard? But Trevor Lawrence is a bionic human. He comes back, he plays. He's not like fine, but he's going to be fine, I guess. And with Christian Kirk out for a while, this is a, a snap count table from PFF. And you can see Zay Jones had 14 targets. Now, he didn't really turn it into a big fantasy day, but if he's going to come out here and run 50 plus routes on 56 uh, dropbacks and he's going to have 10 plus targets, that's somebody that absolutely needs to be rostered in fantasy. So, as like, you know, a top three option in this passive game. It's much more consolidated without Christian Kirk as well. Zay Jones becomes somebody you can absolutely uh, roster and flex when you need to. Our ninth must-add waiver wire targets. We have two here, a little two-for-one special. We have Noah Brown, and we have 
Robert Woods. So, I mean, it's it sucks, man. I don't know if you want to blame it on MetLife Turf, whatever. Uh, I'm more than willing to take that on. Uh, but it sucks, dude. It, it's like C.J. Stroud got a concussion off of the really tough turf. You have Nico Collins come up with an injury here uh, where Dr. Jesse Morris touches on it. Uh, you have Nico Collins with a calf injury, huge re-injury risk, unlikely to play in Week 15, return Week 16, Week 17. So Dalton Schultz dealing with injury, Tank Dell out for the season, Nico Collins dealing with injury. So it's really next man up on an offense that's taking a big hit efficiency-wise, but you also still most likely, we don't know in Week 15, but most likely have C.J. Stroud back by Week 16. You want pieces in this offense as long as C.J. Stroud is playing at quarterback, and the next two guys up are Noah Brown and Robert Woods. You can see here, this is the uh, PFF snap counts. Robert Woods, 28 routes run to Noah Brown's 27 routes run. They ran, you know, the first and second most routes on this team, along with Noah Brown leading the team with six targets. Now, what I will say, uh, I guess Xavier Hutchinson is kind of interesting as like a rookie, like he's like a slot rookie, played a lot of snaps, but he didn't run a lot of routes. So I guess maybe they like him as a blocker. Maybe they just like him as a slot look on some of these plays. I'm not quite sure what that's about. Um, you could you could sell me on his rookie upside, but I would probably prefer Robert Woods and Noah Brown first when it comes to kind of just like the Houston situation altogether with Noah Brown as my priority. And then the last guy we'll talk about is Demario Douglas. He's, he's been a rookie wide receiver report darling here. Uh, really good yards per out run, really good uh, targets per out run, really good PFF grade. He's been somebody that has had uh, 10 or more PPR points in four of his last five games. He just missed the last two games with a concussion. So he's another one of these guys. We don't know what his status is going to be for this weekend. You know, you put in a little bid, you get him, you sneak him onto the end of your roster. If he plays this week and, you know, uh, gets out of concussion protocol, you throw him in the lineup. If not, you stash him for another week. He's a nice flex option you kind of just put in there in a pinch. Now, that is going to do it for us today. I appreciate everyone out here that's watching. It is, you know, we are deep. We are in the dog days of the season. It is week 15 of the fantasy football season. I imagine if you're watching again, you are probably in the playoffs. So shout out to you big respect. Um, I do appreciate all of you guys sort of, you know, watching along, tagging along here. We'll definitely have waivers this week, next week, week 17 for the championship week. We'll have content all the way throughout. I think the plan is tomorrow. I know I said last week I was going to give you guys a 2024 rookies video. I ended up kind of updating the, the spreadsheets last week, and that took me so long that I'm just going to push it to this week. So I think tomorrow, I, I would say probably Thursday morning-ish, like by Thursday lunchtime, you guys will have a 2024 rookie video for all the dynasty heads out there watching these videos that should be a really fun one so with all that being said if you enjoyed make sure down below subscribe leave a like and i will see y'all in the next one